Not sure about that. Could be I, I started thinking of jingles when you said that, and then the one that got stuck in my head was the jingle for the animal. I'm sure oh, you can anything animal. stop the animal? Yeah, exactly. The animal, the animal. Oh Nothing gets stop the animal. The animal. <laughs> I had an animal. Ah, really? Everything I mean, can I stop the that animal. Was one of the <laughs> <laughs> It didn't fucking work at all. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Actually, I think Brandon had the animal also. <laughs> the stupid claws that came out of the wheels. It was awful. It couldn't drive over a pencil. Everything could stop the animal. <laughs> so, I know we've talked about Willie, your false memory of Star Trek coming out every Thanksgiving and you not being able to see it because um, you were in Florida. But I'm curious. Wait, I'm sorry. What? It was it was a part. It was a partially true memory. I think is what we decided. Star Trek Four definitely came yes, out. On yes, yes. We 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 that was fact checked and verified. But a bunch of the and others came what? out in the summer. But you're jumbling, you're jumbling my miss, you're jumbling my <laughs> incorrect facts. Okay. <laughs> the incorrect fact is I didn't see James Bond movies because right. I was down in Florida on Thanksgiving, but I also remember seeing Star Trek oh, down in Florida you're right. on Thanksgiving. Right. I believe, I believe the story was that which both you are could, not true. You could see now James was... <laughs> Bond or Star Trek, and you would always see Star Trek because your dad was a Trekkie. Turns out. <laughs> neither of those things were true <laughs> um but i'm curious what your guys's broader um history with star trek is and um, if you guys used to watch it because i was always a pretty big fan like from the time the next generation came out i watched a fair amount of it and and then from then i've basically seen all the star trek not basically i have seen all the star trek since then mine is pretty spotty um I've seen like very few of the movies, honestly. Um, and, and like the first thing I saw was Next Generation and it probably like starting around the second season or so is when I got like like when it was actually on. And I watched that fairly faithfully. But then I could never really get into Deep Space Nine. I watched Voyager for like two years, I think, and then like kind of just stopped. And then I watched the first season of Enterprise um, and was like, F this. Um, and then Understandable. And for the first season, definitely. Yeah. Um, and with the movies, it was like, I watched like, I've, I've watched the first four movies. Um, but like, I don't remember when I did definitely out of order. Um, I've, I haven't seen any of the ones with the next generation cast, even though that's like the show I know the best. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've seen all the reboot ones. Uh, you've seen more than me, Nish spotty as well but i think for me it was pretty much more succinct which was um we did go see the fourth one the one with the whales sure i never went I never went backwards and saw the first three but i saw every movie after that but you've never seen yeah. the first three never seen the you've first never three. seen you've star never, trek 2 you, you've never seen wrath of khan never, never seen wrath of khan wow and, holy crap uh, um and then i watched the first star trek movie with chris pine and then not the subsequent and I did watch a fair bit of Star Trek Generation when it was on when we were kids. 
but not like, I didn't like, I have to see this. None of the other shows. Deep Space Nine, I was hard out on. Yes, you would, you would agree that Star Trek Two is by far the best Star Trek movie, right? Yeah, that's why I was surprised. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that. That you, I mean, it makes sense. So, so Willie, you saw you saw Star Trek Four, and then you saw every movie from that point onward through the Chris Pine first movie, yeah. and then that's right. and stopped. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah. which is the- and there was and there's enough. Like I remember watching. I think the Borg started on Generation in Star Trek Generation TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there, it definitely saw enough of the TV show to like know what was know going, what on. Was going on, right? So there's there's a lot of Star Trek out right now. Um, it kind yeah. of led the Paramount Plus streaming service, and now they have a bunch of shows. Um, there's Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and then there's two cartoons. One I've never seen, which is Star Trek Prodigy, um, but the other one I have seen. Uh, which is called Star Trek uh, Lower Decks or The Lower Decks. And it is essentially a, it's a wild concept. It's, I thought it was going to be a cartoon for kids. It's not. Um, they, <laughs> they swear and there is graphic violence and there is like some straight up talk about sex in this cartoon. Wow. Like a lot of the episodes are rated, I don't know, TV 14 or TV, even TV M or whatever the. MA. MA, yeah. Um, it's not a kid's show. Um, did, did you attempt to watch this with your, with your daughter at first or no? No, 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 not at all. Not okay. at all. <laughs> just, just, just wondering if and they, found they, this out the hard way. They make it very clear. They, they throw the, uh, they throw the rating up big and bold. So you can see, I think probably, um, in anticipation of that. But what's crazy about this show is it's, a, it's the, the premise is, not super it's kind of interesting it's about a whole bunch of ensigns who are the lowest of the low crew members on a ship that's not very impressive right so they're on a they're on like the you know the third tier starship and they're like the you know the the fuck ups on that ship um and kind of the, the hijinks they get into as a result what's crazy about the show is it is packed to the gills with references to other things that happen in, in the Star Trek universe. Hmm. Um, like, every, like the show is just clearly made by people who really, really love Star Trek. Um, and the show is, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure this is true, the show is canon. Like, it, it's part of the Star Trek universe, and it is bonkers crazy off the wall. It is like somebody said, all right, um, why don't you guys make, like, this isn't exactly right, but like, why don't you guys make South Park but set it in the Star Trek universe? Um, <laughs> it's Buck Wild as a result, and it's a show that I think you know anybody who is a Star Trek fan should definitely see. Um, I have absolutely no concept if someone who didn't like Star Trek would like this show or not, but it's legitimately really well written and has like character development. And it's, you know, it's mostly episodic, but there, you know, there are arcs for the characters and stuff like that. Um, and it's, I just finished the third season, which is as many seasons as there are. Classic TV show. There's like, you know, 10 or 12 episodes, even though it's a cartoon. Really, really good. I was watching like two or three episodes a night. Um, nice. And just blowing through it because it was, it was really entertaining. And, it is really good to see a show like this get made. 
20 years ago, nobody would have greenlit this show. Yeah, what would it have been on? HBO, maybe? Yeah, probably. But I don't, I don't, I think like, you know, back then, for most of the Star Trek's history, the people who ran it probably were too protective of it yeah. to do, to do anything like this. Like it's, it's bonkers. So is it, um, you, you kind of compared it to South Park. So is it first and foremost a comedy? It is first and foremost a comedy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, it's South Park's not exactly right. Maybe, sure. maybe the Simpsons in Star Trek is closer to what it is. Um, because it's not necessarily trying to gross you out or anything, but it's like, imagine a whole bunch of people who like, they very much know they live in a sci-fi future and that like bonkers, crazy shit happens if you're in Starfleet. And um, and they kind of just make casual references to like, oh yeah, like, like we found this civilization. Turns out it's run by a sentient computer that wants to like kill everybody. And it's like, all right. And they have like a vault. They, they show back at like, a Starfleet headquarters, they have a sentient computer vault where they stick them all. And <laughs> they're, they're all just in there yelling about how they're going to like burn down the universe and conquer the world. And you should let them out. And you know, you're all going to burn for this and stuff like that. Um, and it's, 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 it's really good. How's the, um, how's the art? How's the, how's the yeah. illustration or is it illustration or what, what does it look like? Um, it's, it's the, it's the mix of hand-drawn characters and kind of computer-generated-looking ships um, that I think you probably get a decent amount of. Like, I, I don't know if the, I don't know that much about animation, and I don't know if it's actually hand-drawn, but you know that you can get that like very CG-rendered-looking shot where it's like clearly nobody drew this, and that's those are all like the spaceships and stuff, and, and they look great, like they really do. Um, and then the people all have like a slightly different, more artistic style, super colorful, super bright. Like, like I said, bonkers. Like you have people who get like their arms cut off and like these crazy aliens and, you know, there's all sorts of weird shit that happens. Um, so it, it looks, it looks really good, but. So you mentioned that there are like kind of arcs for some of the characters as you go through, but is like every episode kind of more like standalone where it's just like some. And, and does it have like, is there a premise to every episode? Like, is there a plot and like a B plot and like that kind of thing? Or is it just shit happens? Broadly speaking, there is a premise to every episode. So the ship that they're on specializes in what they call second contact. So, you know, ships like the Enterprise get to do the exciting stuff, right? And explore new worlds. And then after they do all that, like imagine an episode of Star Trek happens where they make first contact. And then like three weeks later, like somebody else has to show up to do all the boring, like administrative stuff. That's this ship. So a lot of the premises, they show up to a planet that previously they made contact with, and now they have to like actually work through the details. Meanwhile, these lower deck screw ups kind of um, get into all sorts of wacky hijinks, uh, whatever it may be. So there's there's very much a premise, and it is like classic Star Trek in that there's usually an A plot and a B plot and stuff right. going on and. You know, you will get like ten percent character development and ninety percent standalone wacky hijinks in an episode. And how do the characters kind of relate um, to like the characters that you would see in like normal Star Trek shows? Yeah. Like, 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 wh like, what are their jobs for one thing? Like, if they're the screw ups. So there's there's a like an engineering ensign who is okay. like, you know, 
overly eager, um, but like really smart. There's a medical ensign who is like, who is very, what? Uh, not enthusiastic, the wrong word, like very earnest. Okay. Um, and then there's like the two kind of main characters who are like, they're basically command ensigns. Like they want to be captains someday. Um, but they end up like, um, so that's kind of what they're always angling for, right? They're like, oh, you know, they, they call them bridge buddies. Like you want to make a friend on the bridge crew who will like recommend you for stuff like that and, and shit. And, the, and, and they're talking about this while they're like arranging the conference table. So, you know, so the, so the bridge crew can actually have a meeting, you know, they're the ones putting the pencils out and stuff like that. Got it. Um, and it's about them, like they're trying, you know, are they trying to get promoted? Are they trying to get transferred to another ship? And, um, you know, and like, kind of like what you expect, like the show opens with them, like they know each other, but not that well. And it's kind of them growing into like a little family. I'm looking now at like who the people are on the show, like the like the voice cast on I the show. The, the only person there's, that really stands out to me, there's a couple of people. Um, I will say Jerry O'Connell's in this. Yeah, I noticed that. Huh. Whatever he's doing to his voice is unrecognizable. Like if you saw his character and heard him talking, I mean, I would not know in a million years. I would not place it. I mean, I haven't heard him speak in like since like I don't know Sliders was on or whatever. Sure. Um, so yeah. I don't know what his voice actually sounds like now. Maybe it's just just what it sounds like. But yeah, like the other people who I I mean these are not necessarily like big name people at all. But like the couple people whose names I recognize, like I recognize names, but not for much. Like Eugene Cordero is a voice in this, and mm-hmm. I like him. He's the guy in um in Loki. He was like the guy who was like at the desk who like had all the infinity stones who like didn't know what a fish was. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. He comes in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I like him. And then, uh, Jack Quaid, I guess is one of the, I guess one of your two command ensigns it was the guy, huh. the guy who plays Huey on the boys. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And tons of cameos. Like, yeah, like- this seems like the kind of thing that would have a lot of like comedic cameos. But but they also like pull they pull out like all of the original voice actors like they they basically won't recast anyone so if they if they use someone in a in a in a quick scene it's the person who was like guest starred in one episode of Next Generation in 1989 and like they got them to come in and say like five lines for the show like it's wild wow. yeah I'm sure some of those people would be thrilled right because it's like those are like those are like the kind of people who yeah like some of them are like the kind of people who will still show up on like the Trek circuit, right? Like, and like, be like, like sign things where it's like, yep, I was in that one episode. Yeah. I am. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I was, it was just, it was really nice to be super pleasantly surprised by something that was just like, you know what, this is funny. This is good. This is smart. And I'm really having a blast with it. And, you know, it's great to have a show like that. So wanted to share. How long, how long are, is each episode? Uh, it's like 22 minutes. All right, this is on, this is Paramount Plus, right? So this is like something I probably can't, because 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 I would definitely check this out, um, because I I'm I'm like I'm not someone who doesn't like Star Trek, like you said, I do, but I don't have nearly the knowledge of it that say you do, 
And so I wonder, I'm curious as to like, if I watched it, if I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Or if I'll be like, yeah, I don't get some of this. So not. I don't know if this is still true or not, but for a while, at least, um, you could stream the first season for free. Oh, okay. um, didn't need an account or anything. So check that out. I don't know if it's still going on or not, but sure. I, I only know that because the Paramount Plus app is such a piece of crap that it always logs me out and forgets that I'm a subscriber. So for a oh, while, Jesus. I didn't realize I was watching it logged out. And then I got to the end and it's like, well, you have to subscribe to see the next season. I was like, what are you talking about? Like I paid for this. <laughs> I paid for this for like years. I was like, oh fuck, you're the worst app I've ever used. Um, so it does have that distinction of being the worst of the streaming apps. But if you like Star Trek, <laughs> this is what you put up with. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. At this point, what would you say is the best of the streaming apps of out of the ones that you have, Paul? You're talking about the apps themselves, not the content necessarily? Yes, yes. the apps themselves, just in terms of like reliability, being able to navigate, oh, you know, that, boy, that kind of stuff. A, this is a really low bar. It is. They're all bad. Yeah, they're, 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 all, they're bad. all pretty bad. I agree. So that's, I was curious as to what you guys think are the best out of the ones you have. Before before you even launch it, I know Paul's going to rant for a hot minute, so <laughs> I'll, I'll let him go. But one thing I'll say that's universal across all the apps is I'm binge watching a show and then I leave and then I come back and the continue watching seems to be fucking variable across all services, whether they're like, oh yeah, clearly you've been watching Narcos Mexico for like two months now. That should smack you. The next episode should just be easy to find. And there's sometimes... I'm just like, where the fuck is this thing? I gotta go search for it. Yeah, and, then, and it's the same across all of them. Yeah, no, I agree. I th I think for me, the two that feel the best that way are probably Disney Plus is okay. I think like it, it's usually the third or fourth thing down, but then it's like there, and it's usually right there as the next episode. And then Amazon Prime is generally good for for me. Amazon Prime is usually the first thing underneath is like like continue watching or something like that on there those are the two for me that seem to go the best with that but i agree with you that generally it's like wh why is this so hard especially when it's a series like you said uh yeah you're right i'm gonna rant for a second so the paramount plus app i just talked about how shitty that is it always forgets that i'm logged in um the peacock app has a habit of um getting into a state where you can't get back to the menu so if you resume if like if you're watching if i'm watching something and i just kill the I, like i don't kill the app i close the app and go do something else but i just the the episode was still playing i can come back to the app and it'll be on the menu for that episode but there's no functionality to go back any further so i have to force quit the app to get back to the menu if i want to pick something else to watch um that totally sucks um the netflix app is getting worse all the time um in fact on, on the regular, it will corrupt our profile, and then we oh, have really? to start create a new create a new profile. So like, the app will be fine, and and it says who's watching, and you pick the profile for my wife and I, and it will say an error occurred. And once that happens, you know, you try for a few days, and it never comes back. So we just have to delete the profile and start again, which of course like screws up all your watch history, your recommendations. Um, kind of everything disappears. So that app sucks. Um, the probably the best one 
is probably the Disney Plus app um, because it doesn't have any of those problems. My biggest problem with the Disney Plus app is just the fact that it's really bad at marking a show as watched. And Disney, the Disney shows, especially, I guess, maybe it's just the Star Wars shows on there. I'd have to think about it, but like where the credits make up a sizable portion of the runtime of the episode. And then it'll be like, oh, you have to finish watching this. And, and, It'll like resume this episode of whatever of Boba Fett, and you go in there and you're like, "Oh, there's three minutes of credits left. I actually did finish watching this." Like, right? Yeah, right. It does that all the that time. That annoys the shit out of me. You like, you got to get like, there's some point in the end credits where it will like bring up the like play next episode in twenty seconds thing, and if you don't get to that part, then it acts like you didn't finish it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and like you said, because the credits are so long, you don't realize it at first. Like you're like, oh yeah, like it, yeah, I guess I didn't finish. And then you go on and it's like, no, I did. It's just eight minutes of credits because like <laughs> it's the regular credits and then like all the like you know, like here's who did it in Portuguese and like all that stuff that comes <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, hate, I fucking hate that. So none of them are great, but Disney yeah. Plus is probably the best of what I got. Netflix, since you mentioned that, um, I'll, I'll rant for a second or two here. Like the thing with Netflix and, and I agree with you, like forgetting about the corrupting thing, which I thankfully I don't have that issue. But it, like I do feel like it's like I don't think I liked the Netflix app like four years ago. And yet I think like four years ago would be like if I went back, it would be like, yeah, this is so much more usable than like what it is now where it's like. It's just tons of categories like over and over where it's like, what is this? Like, why are you offering this to me? Like they always like it's always these things where it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know, like like it's like alien thrillers with like with female protagonists. And it's like, what? Like, why? Like, why is this so specific? And like, why are you like giving this to me? There was like one time where I was looking for something and just looking around and I like clicked into something and then it's like, nah, like. I wanted to click back and then get back to that part, which I don't even use half the time where it's like the top 10 like that they have. And I couldn't get back to it. Like once I was like back on the main page, it's like, where did this go? Why isn't this easy to find? Where is it? I'd, I'd exit the entire app, like log out and then like go back in. And then it's like, OK, there it is. It's like it had just like disappeared on me. And it's like that should not be like this is the stuff you were trying to push on people like it should not like disappear. And then um peacock i feel like since you mentioned that like the issue i had with peacock was i even remember this during the olympics which we talked about um when the winter olympics was going on how it was like nice that you could watch all this stuff on peacock and all that but like one thing i will say is that it's like stuff was never labeled well like like there Mm. were always like three different feeds but i couldn't tell like what was what or what the difference was between like it's like why am i seeing like this same curling match appear like four times but it's like Mm. there's something that makes me sure that they're not just the same thing four times like there's something different about them but it like wouldn't exactly say what it was and i found that recently too like um there was a day where i just i don't know for whatever reason the the fox people were irking me and i was like i want to watch the world cup on peacock like let me check and see what that's like one it's in spanish so whatever i do but like even besides that it took me a long time to figure out it's like what am i like which one of these should i be clicking like, what is the difference between these? It's just one game I'm trying to find. Why is it on here, like, four different times? So, yeah, I feel like the labeling is really bad on Peacock, at least for sporting events. We um, we temporarily have YouTube TV to watch the World Cup. Um, and they had, like, a thing. It was, like, 70 bucks, and you get it for three months or something like that. 
Nice. Um, which more than covered the World Cup. So that's how, I mean, my wife watches a lot more than I do. Um, but that's how, we, that's how we've been doing it. And actually, I have to say, from the getting it activated was a huge pain in the ass. But once we got it all working, um, that's actually been a pretty solid app for us. I've had it for, I just canceled it this month. Um, it just wasn't really that interested in the World Cup, but I've had, I had YouTube TV for three years. It's rock solid. It's great. So I think it's by a long shot the best live streaming TV app. Fubo TV is pretty good too, but but YouTube TV is really really good. Hmm. Good to know. I have to get a streaming app like like, like YouTube TV or something like that going. Eh. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I had it through the end of baseball. Yeah. Well, that's fair. It is wild now watching watching live TV and then commercials come up and you're just like, oh Jesus! Like I I am so my commercial tolerance is essentially gone, um, and so commercials come up and I'm just like, oh this sucks! You know I hate this, I can't I can't take it. Can I end this mini flicks now? Sure.